Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much.
I have a really great conversation that I want to kick off today. But first, let's invite some people into our room. There's in the lower left-hand corner, you guys will see this little box with an arrow coming out of it. If everybody will just go down to that little widget with the box. It's at 161 right now. Let's get that up. We have over 200 people in here. Let's get that number up to equitable to over 200 shares out into the hallway. Let them know that we're talking about transformational steps right now. I'm taking that first step to where you want to go. And I think there's so much value in talking about going from information to transformation and taking that next right step. And I truly have been lost in the sauce and and been a botanist, just like so many of us, which is where we study the plants. We study how things grow and we watch how other people transform and we watch other people, but we actually don't take action for ourselves. And I want to be part of this collective movement to dust off the Pelotons. And when I say that, it's just about, you know, a lot of people buy the things to get the things, but you don't realize that there's a huge huge abyss that really needs to be tackled before the purchase. That's the doing. That's the mindset. That's the the discipline, the consistency. You know, without, um, what, did say, what do they say? Without commitment, you'll never start. And without consistency, you'll never finish. So that's what we're going to be talking about. I'm going to open up the mic for conversation. I'm going to share my takeaways from being on Clubhouse this morning and last night. Yesterday was actually one of the funniest clubhouse days that I've had in a really long time. Um, but before, let's get that number from 167. Let's keep sharing it into the hallway. Let's ping in some of our friends. Let's build up this room and uh, let's uh, let's kick it off. And before I move on to that topic, did anybody else want any last and final closings for David Spizak before I move in this new t- new in this new jam? Because you know I'm happy to always open the mic here. Um, Okay, guys, I am going to get started. So this morning I'm on Clubhouse, and I'm listening to this unbelievable conversation. And I wish Lisa Martin was in here because she was also in the room with me. Lisa, are you here? I don't know. Um, Not a great multitasker. We should ping her in. Anyway, we're listening to this real estate conversation. And since my divorce, I've been very active in making my own real estate investments, learning more about it, um, and just understanding the the marketplace. So I will pop into the smallest rooms. I'll stay for all of 30 seconds if the room isn't really geared to something that I can take away. So I jump in this room, Colleen's running it, and it is hot. Like they're talking about wholesaling and information that is so mind blowing. I'm like, this is really, really good information. It's about how to buy properties without putting a down payment, so on and so forth. But as I'm listening to this, there is a lot of information that people can take and get very inspired by, not just in a real estate room, but also here on Clubhouse. On Clubhouse, there are so many great rooms where they talk about how to do affiliate programs, how to write eBooks, how to launch courses, how to, what else have I heard uh, amazing rooms on? How to make money on Amazon, how to get sponsorships uh, for being a social media guru. I mean, we have all these amazing rooms with some true experts giving amazing value and gems, but there's a giant abyss between knowing and learning and studying 
and to execution. And it's in the doing, it's the execution that is the hardest part. Do you guys agree? The doing, the consistently doing. Does anybody else find that they have maybe uh, an equivalent to a dusty Peloton? It's actually going to be our conversation today. Does anybody else understand what I'm saying with the dusty Peloton? I don't know. This is Renee speaking. I don't know what you mean about dusty Peloton because I don't have one. But I do understand the idea that, you know, some people are great ideators. Some people are great producers and executioners. But if you really want to be good in whatever you're doing, you should be able to be doing both. That's, that's so, that, that's what resonates with me. A hundred percent. And what I mean so much, Renee, about a dusty Peloton is that people buy the things they get all motivated by the outcomes that these things can help you get to. We buy the guitars, we buy the pianos, we buy the courses, we buy the books, we buy the Pelotons, we buy the gym memberships, we buy the supplements because we are impulsed or motivated, inspired by what they can, what their outcomes are, what their results are. And we have a collective society of buying things and expecting the outcomes and then getting disappointed when they don't manifest. So I want to be part of this collective conversation that says, okay, we're not just going to buy the things to get the things. We're going to do the things to get the things because actually the discipline of doing is all about self-care. It's actually taking care of you. It's actually, you know, discipline tends to be such a, like, we're all going to David Goggins ourselves, um, can have a little bit of a negative connotation because it like restricts us, but it actually fills us with confidence clarity and connection with what we ultimately want to achieve. So that's what I mean by dusty Pelotons. And how do we go from information to transformation? How do we buy the things and then deploy the things in a consistent manner so we get the results that we want? Um, so that's what I'm going to be talking about this morning. So did anybody else have anything that they wanted to dive in um, on that topic? Yeah, Barbara, it's Leanne, yes. Credit Hey, good morning. That I know that Peloton is uh, so relevant to the story. It's the old saying about, uh, you know, the, the treadmills that everybody buys from the QVC network and they use it to hang their clothes. <laughs> it's a very expensive clothes hanger. And, 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 and by the time you cover it up, you forget that it's there. It's crazy. And even people who want to lose weight, this is crazy. Um, they go and they get plastic surgery. They pay to get plastic surgery. But do you know, even though they pay 30, 40, 50,000 to get that plastic surgery, the recovery time, it still takes work to go out there and, and follow the game plan. You have to, you can't even get out of bed. You, it still takes work after you pay massive amounts to get uh, plastic surgery. So there's always a work involved. And even if you go and get a mentor or coach, you still got to do the work. You still got to be on the same page as that mentor. So it's, it takes effort. It takes resilience. It takes relentlessness. And, and all of that needs to be documented. I think oftentimes people say, well, I don't need to write that down. I don't need to track my progress. But it's really true because you look back and you go, well, now you have proof that you are doing something to move that needle. And even if you move that needle a millimeter, you still move in that, that needle because if you add the millimeters together, 
it turns into centimeters and then it turns into a bigger span. So movement is so important. If you move, that's when the universe knows that you are taking action and that you are uh, changing. And that's when opportunities come at you. When you're not in momentum mode, the universe doesn't give you anything. And that's why I constantly move even while on this app and deals comes to me, opportunity comes to me. And that's the whole feeling of like, if you don't use it, you'll lose it. If you don't use it, you'll lose it back at you, Barbara. I think that's so smart. And what landed for me is that you have to show up. So even if you hire a trainer or even if you buy a gym membership, you still have to show you have to show up, you have to show up and you have to do what it takes to get those results. And I, I do think we're in a collective society where we're so impulsed on results and, but we're not so impulsed on doing the work because the work is where the grind is and getting good at like Ben stock always says, building the, the muscles of the mundane. Like, and that is where I think people get jammed up but when we kind of move it, move it around. So I posted my 90 day summer series and that started in March and it goes through uh, uh, Memorial day. And what it was, it was, you know, it was my way of actually deploying something that uh, has worked for me every spring. I kind of, I like, I shift gears. Like everybody, a lot of people have new year's resolutions, right? And new year's resolutions all seem to, you know, statistically fall to pieces around uh, February. I think somebody's got a hot mic. Um, and you know, every March I'm always like, what I do in March predicates how I'm going into the summer and I'm a summer girl and I want to have a good summertime and I want to be able to fit into my clothes for last summer. So it's time for me to get, um, to get in gear. <laughs> Actually it's Dan, Dan, you're, Mike was hot, but I, I, okay. <laughs> so anyway, um, so what I decided to do was deploy these strategies and bring people in because I went back to this philosophy that, um, I had heard years ago from Zig Ziglar, um, which was the more people you help what get what they want, the more you will get what you want. I destroyed that quote, but you guys get the essence of it is like the success, success is a byproduct of living in service of others. And I kind of took that to hand. I'm like, you know what? I do this every year and I kind of do it on my own. Let me bring people along. So within a week, everyone's always like, you've got to take months before a launch and you've got to like build it up and you've got to have all these strategies. I am a move fast and break things kind of girl. I'm like, I want to deploy this now. I'm starting March 1st and bringing people with me. And I just decided I would promote it here on Clubhouse, put a couple like Instagram reels and see if people wanted to do it. Uh, hosted a free live Zoom webinar and the rest is history. And we've, so we've launched it and it's all about what we're talking about, which is moving from information to transformation through consistency and commitment. It's taking those two parts, the one plus two, so that we get to one plus one plus, one plus two equals three. It's so we take that part of the equation and we ensure that we show up. And it has been unbelievable. And so, you know, the program is all is not about buying a, a new piece of workout equipment. It's not buying a membership. It's not buying supplements. Uh, you know what it is? It's all focused on that 
you know, the, the, the mush in between the action and the consistency and the accountability. And that's what that 90 day program. Um, I just, you know, I, I posted if anybody wants to join. Yes, it's listen, we're in the we're in the back nine. We've got 30 some we've got less than 30 days left. But I want you guys to be aware of it, that sometimes these are the things that we need before we make the purchase of the Peloton or the guitar or the the course or what have you. Um, so that is what all, all that is about. And flash your mics. If you guys want to jump in here, I'm always happy to, to pass the mic. I see Kara. And if anybody's in my 90 day program, just let me know and I'll let you speak and, um, give you guys, you know, I'm the, I'm the mod, I'm the mod fairy in this room, right? You guys ever wonder who's giving away the mod badges? You know who it is, right? <laughs> that one. <laughs> Dory is like, what's going on the stage? These are all my friends. I'm, I, I want to see them have the ability to unmic. Right. And, and... Right. Yep. Yeah. Go for it. Go for it. <laughs> and nobody stops me, so I feel really good about that. Um. So I want to talk something. I want to talk about risks because what I'm finding is that with information, people get very excited get very impulsed, very motivated. Oh, that's interesting. Wow. You can make money on, um, Instagram. Oh, wow. You can make money on, uh, you know, um, Amazon and you can make my, I can be an affiliate. I can make money and I can flip houses and do this and do that. And people get very, very impulsed. And what I realized what stops people is number one, it gets overwhelming. And number two, there's a level of risk and there's a level of being uncomfortable. And I'm very, very familiar with that space of being uncomfortable and how I get through it. So I want to talk a little bit about that. Does anybody else want to jump in and talk about risk before I dive into this topic? Hey, Barbara, this is Michael. Hi, Michael. Where are you? I'm somewhere in the middle. There you are. Okay. I see you. I see you. Yeah. Like, First of all, I just want to honor David for what he said about all the mothers. I, I'm actually half Mexican as well. My mom is awesome. She's still uh, doing all right in her mid-90s, and she's uh, living with my father by choice at a long-term care facility because she's very strong in her honor of my father. So I just want to say that first. And uh, secondly, I'll just say that what you're talking about is a lot of stuff that you know, we get in our own way and don't apologize for ruining Zig Ziglar's <laughs> comment. I know the more you help other people get what they want, the more other people help you get what you want. And what you're talking about, I know like you can take too much risk. You have to take a risk, I think. And you can get into overwhelm and you can do things like, like without realizing you can do too many things and lose focus easily because so, there's people dragging us in all different directions instead of the main task that you want and and sometimes like we don't know how to fill all the blanks in and then we kind of like it's super easy to not maintain the momentum like be it guitar be it a peloton whatever that is for you and so you could have some maybe bright shiny object that you're not using because maybe sometimes you know we'll get we'll get involved in something without thinking about it and there's a good thing about that and there's a bad thing about that because we could be over committed and so it's really important to get on track and and sometimes you know 
also just put this out there. You know, when I say about getting in our own way, sometimes our environment can get in our own way and we don't realize that. And so we have to deal with stuff and then other stuff comes up. And so I like what you're doing because that helps. I'm sure that's helping your your group uh, of getting stuff done. And that's what it is. Like Credit Ninja was saying, you have to keep doing things on a consistent basis. And I'm I, what I would say is you got to sustain momentum and keep on target and do something every day, no matter how small it is. And it's those big things that happen over time from doing the little things on a daily basis in order for that avalanche of abundance to come to you anyway. But you can't just sit there, although doing nothing sometimes like meditating, which is not <laughs> nothing. Can't help no, I totally agree. And I think it is, you're exactly right getting to, you know, keeping up the consistency, keeping up, doing things when you don't want to do things. But Michael, I want to dive into something that you said, what I think is really important is not just doing the things, but also getting back up when you've had kind of have had a setback, when you haven't followed through, you're not like where you want to be. And I think this is where people get really, really jammed up is like, they're all or nothing. They are David Goggins top, you know, just, you know, no carbs, no bet, like all bets are off. They just go to that really intense space and the ability to, to, modulate and recalibrate is compromised when you have no wiggle room and you don't allow yourself to be a human being and to have setbacks. And reason I, one of the reasons I wanted to put together this 90 day series is to help people finish and finish strong. And sometimes throughout 90 days, things are going to come up. And I want people to see that things come up and we get distracted and we get discouraged and we get all the things, you know, that move us off our mark. But the point is that we've got to get back into doing what we need to do. And we have to be able to get back up faster and more proficient. Like that is where I see people get jammed up. Well, it just didn't work out. And then I went to a wedding and I drank for three straight days and I gained 74 pounds and I just couldn't get back, you know, into the zone. And I'm like, no, that's when you get back into the zone and you just can't get in and maybe where you left off, but you can get back there much quicker. The quicker you get back in the game, the quicker you get back to where you were. So I think Michael, that was a really, um, really strong point. So there are three things that I'm going to dive into this morning about mitigating the uncomfortableness of risk so that you can move from information to transformation. And when, when I talk about risk, we start assessing all the things that can go wrong. And our mind, because we are human beings, it is actually the human condition that we assess all the thi all the things that can go wrong that is totally natural and perfectly understandable but we have to start doing we have to start off by doing the checkup from the neck up and really assess re really assessing what those risks are because i think when you dive into them and i remember when i first decided to go on television so when i fin went through after i finished my cancer treatments i thought you know what then I got another second shot and I'm 42 years old. I want to go on TV. A TV was always something that I always wanted to do. And I had this thing that ran through my brain. 
that I realized is very collective in the human experience. And I was like, oh my God, what are people going to think? And the reason that ran through my little melon is because I knew, because I'd never been in television, that I would probably have to start in like the bowels of New Jersey talking about some dumpster fire and be out in like, you think of like Al Roker in the elements and like the winds blowing and there's like sewer. Like I'm like thinking, I'm like, I have to start from zero because I've never done this. I'm going to have to literally, I don't even know where zero is in that space. And I was like, I have to start there. And I thought that little voice was like, oh my God, what are people going to say? And because I had been through such a difficult time in chemo, I had this revelation when I was in there and I was like, I'm no longer going to care what other people think because I can't control what other people think. So why do I think I have authority by by doing one thing over another, people are going to judge you anyway. You might as well give them something to judge you about. And when I finally had that weapon in my arsenal to no longer give weight to the weight to, to what other people thought, it was so liberating. So when that voice crossed through the, you know, the space between my two ears and was like, Oh my God, Barbara, what are people going to think? I was like, wait a second. I don't care. I don't, I don't care. And it was, it was like, oh, that's right. I no longer care. I no longer have FOPO, which is the fear of other people's opinions. Let me let me fix that though. I still have FOPO. I'm a work in progress and a masterpiece simultaneously. And it's something that I always have to work on. I do care what other people think, but I put less um, I put less weight on it. I put less, I don't know, value on, on what other people think because I have no control of what other people think. And the truth is if they're not judging you, you're not doing anything. So I might as well just give people something to judge me about. So when you take inventory. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you wanna know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Of the dialogue that you have going on between the ears, you can really move the needle because I guarantee there's things that you're saying to yourself that are true blocks of opportunity, true blocks of abundance. So when you look at risk of like putting yourself out there, I want you to really take stock of your FOPO and make sure that your FOPO is LOPO. <laughs> I just cracked myself up. Anyway, <laughs> are you good. guys... <laughs> I don't know. I'm in a mood. Um, are you guys with me on the FOPO? Oh, heck yeah. Right? Like, I absolutely love your personality. I love your outlook on life. You are so fun. And just, you just give us like that freedom. Like, I love it. Who cares? We need to give them something to talk about. And I think that is just so awesome. Thank you. Thank you for making my day today. Uh, oh, thanks, Tiff. I love your voice. I love when you pop in. I, you know what? It is like that Bonnie Raitt song. Just give them something to give them something to talk about. My song is just they're going to judge you. You might as well give them something to judge you about. And I realize like it, it, it is very empowering. And you'll do things when you liberate yourself from that. And the news is is that people actually aren't really thinking about you anyway. They're only <laughs> judging themselves. And if you, you know. Uh, another thing that I want to share in this space, because we're going to start when when I help people kind of get out of their own way and 
take stock of that and, and swipe left on the negative self-talk and the weight of other people's opinions, where you start moving into a space of empowerment where you want to talk about your aspirations and your goals and your you want to really flush out your ideas so you start you start sharing them with friends and who's ever sitting by you and i want you to know that a drowning man will always bring you down and the reason why i say that is sometimes you're going to step into your power and you're gonna be like oh my god i've got this really great idea and i really want to try this and i'm going to move there and if you want to see your dreams squashed sell it to a small minded person. And I have had that experience happen to me over and over and over again. And I, it is a reflection on them and not necessarily of you and your ambitions. And my best piece of advice is put yourself in the proximity of very powerful, motivated, inspiring people that are doing the things or have the things that you are aspiring for, because they will always help you. They will always offer you uh, a, a piece of advice and, you know, Hey, this happened to me. That happened to me. You know, I had this incident that happened to me a while back and I talk about I, uh, oceanfront property all the time because it's just something that inspires me. It's not, it's not anything I have right now. I do not have, I don't have oceanfront property and it's, it, it's out of my, I don't know, maybe it's a bit of a reach, not out of my reach. It's in my reach, but you know, when I say that it's just, hasn't manifested as of right now. And the reason I talk about it because it becomes more real to me and it excites me. And I wanna ask questions to people that have these beautiful oceanfront properties. How did you get that? Like, what do you do? And did you, did, because 99% of the people that have what you want, they didn't, they weren't given it, they earned it. And earning is an action. It's a verb that you we can all roll up into our own, you know, our own life. And by the way, there's a high percentage of people that I know, I don't know what the percentage is, but I'll tell you some of the most successful people I know don't even have a college degree. So it is not that it takes, there's more than one way to skin a cat. And I think sometimes we're like, well, I didn't go to Princeton. So I guess I'm not going to get that waterfront property, please. Like let's, let's change that narrative as a society that that's the only way to achieve success, happiness, abundance, and, um, pursuit of opportunity. So that's just something for me. I want to, you know, but if you put that out and that was, I, for, I lost my train of thought as usual. My, when I put that out to the wrong person, I said, oh my God, look at those oceanfront homes. They're so beautiful. I'd love to figure out how I can get that. Later on that night, that same person pulled me aside and we were in a group. That same person pulled me aside and they were like, you know, that's just very offensive what you say about oceanfront property when you already have a shore house and you should just be happy for what you have. And I, he, you know, I got a, I got a 20 minute lecture, a lecture. I got lectured ladies and gentlemen on how I just need to be happy with what I have and that it was very offensive to people around me that I always talked about real estate and I was always, you know, asking questions and this and that. And I, first of all, I honestly wanted to crawl into my own skin because I was so horrified and I felt really bad about myself at, at the end of the conversation. But what I have learned, and that took a little while to kind of recalibrate. And I'll, the reason why was because I never give, I, I was, 
I was hurt that I wasn't giving off the impression that I was grateful for all that I had in my life. I mean, I'm happy to be alive every single day. I mean, if you were around on April 22nd, when I turned 49, I was telling everybody I'm 49 and I have no shame in my age game because it is a gift not given to everybody. So I am a happy lifer. I'm a happy human, humaning in the human experience. And I love my shore house. So I didn't, I felt like, oh my God, I didn't, wasn't, that I wasn't grateful for my shore house. I'm just a little more curious how you get a little closey close to that ocean. I want to hear that when I wake up. And in there, there's no shame in that game either. But if you tell that to a small minded person, I'm not saying they were small minded, but they didn't, they didn't understand me. It wasn't taken out of like I, that I lacked gratitude, but I really just have a, that was ambition. That was ambition and mistaken for lack of appreciation. You guys hear me on that? Yeah, Barbara, that was, it's conditioning. It's credit ninja. I want to chime in on that. Um, And, and, and it's true. It's like, that's not your tribe. You know, those are not the people that are supporting what you're thinking. You're not aligned with them and it's okay. You just got to, you know, move on to a different group. I mean, that happened to me when I was going to New Orleans, I was in first class this couple was next to me and I said, oh, where are you going? They're like, oh, they're going, I'm going to the Hilton um, in New Orleans for an EXP event or something like that. I'm like, oh, I'm going to the same hotel. I go, did you get diamond status since you're going to Hilton? And the couple goes, oh, we don't need that status. I mean, it's fine. We have plenty of time. I go, well, that you're going to cut the line. And and it was so resistant talking to them because they didn't get what I was trying to tell them. And then when I got there, there were like 30 people in the regular line. And that couple was there sweating their ass off with all the luggage. And I wheezy, <laughs> I, I pulled past them and I looked at them. They looked at me and uh, I was in the diamond uh, area where there's no line. And the lady goes, your penthouse is ready, Miss Wynn. Would you like us to carry the luggage? And I looked at the couple and go, how is that line going for you? Um, I see that <laughs> I had to walk past them and then they ran after me and they said, well, how do we get into your program? We want to know all the status because we got a lot of money, but we didn't understand what you were talking about. I go, do you understand now? Did you need some tissue to wipe your face off? And I walked off. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. And it's so, God, just we have two ears, one mouth. Listen twice as uh, twice as much as we speak. I saw Jude. You unmiked and maybe try. You were trying to get in there, Jude. Where'd you go, Jude? Who else? I heard a bunch okay, of voices. So Who else wanted to come in? This is Trey, Barbara. I love you so much. Oh my gosh, you have me cracking up over here, and I'm just loving it because you know what really it is. So in our native ways, we say everybody has been in different circles, and some people are in different distances in the circle you know what i mean and oh i hear somebody oh sorry so either way it's like you know and and us people us achievers us entrepreneurs we are always looking for like the next thing and it's our vibe it's our energy it's it's just what we're doing why why we're always problem solving why we always have the next goal the next thing we're striving for it's freaking awesome and i just i i totally agree with credit ninja that they just don't get it and and it's okay they don't need to get it as long as like you said you stay in your confidence you stay knowing who you are and what you want and just understanding that we're mirroring something to them that they might not understand or appreciate but we just got to keep being the big mirror so that they could choose like 
Ninja said, you could choose. You could either come with us or, you know, with me, without me. With me, without me. Girl, I'm handing back my native talking mic. Thank you so much. I love that, Trey. Thank you so much. Uh, that's so, so good. Uh, who else wanted to unmike? I did hear, and we're just talking today about risk and also the weight of other people's opinions and sharing our dreams and aspirations with the right people so that we don't have a negative pullback. I, I hear an unmike. Who's that? It's, I don't know. I don't know, Barbara, but you called me. It's Jude. And I'm, I'm actually going into this Zoom meeting, but I wanted to pop in when I heard your name and when you heard you say my name. First of all, I love, love, love this room and always so great to hear you. Just to everybody, and for, if for anyone doesn't know, Barbara and I met early on on this app. I interviewed her and it was it was really fun because I come out of television and TV news and TV talk and, and Barb's TV. And so we just had a great conversation. But there's so much of what you said today that there's comments that, and I, and I so concur with, with just the attitude, but I wanna go back to what people think and what you think. And Barb, just like with you, you know, you started your career in a major market, so did I, in Los Angeles. And and unlike unlike you, my attitude was, I wanna do this and I'm going to do it. And, and I didn't really care what people thought. Um, and, then, and then I just didn't. And so I don't know whether it was right attitude or wrong attitude, but I didn't really care. I just thought, I know I can do this. It was Regis Philbin's producer who took me aside and said, I had a public relations agency. And she said, you belong in front of the cameras, not your clients. And so I had this great endorsement. And none, nonetheless, that's, that's where I started my career. But I realized along the way, and I've heard more CEOs say this, everyone, it doesn't really matter what other people think. It is what you think. And that's what really matters your whole life. That's what gives you confidence. And I think that when we want to reach for that next phase, that next level, that next client, that next whatever it is, the difference between people who take risks is that they do due diligence and they, they weigh it out. They don't just say, oh, I want to do this. And then they are very specific and then they're prepared for plan B. And so I think everything we do is risk. It's risk when you get into a relationship. It's risk when you decide to write a book. You don't know what's going to happen with it. It's risk every time you step on a stage. You don't know what's going to happen with that audience. It's, and certainly when you get in front of a television camera. So I just feel that, that with risk and, and it all goes together. I mean, the clarity of what you want. And, and then you were talking about you know, with being with the exercise program and how you're helping people with, with your, with your uh, program, Barb, on, on well-being and taking care of themselves. It's habit. When you are in the habit of going to the gym or habit on getting on that bike or habit of yoga or whatever it is, but once you break the habits, that's the difference, everyone. That is the difference in succeeding your goal or not. And I'm going to leave you because I'm on the Zoom call, Barb, but I want to leave you with this quote. It's not mine, but the last day that uh, Kobe Bryant, when he retired from the Lakers, a news reporter came up to him after the, afterwards and did an interview. And she said, I heard that you are telling people that you're going to maintain the same, the same regimen, the same routine, your exercise as you did when you were a player and that you're even going to work out tomorrow. Is that true? And he said, it is true because I am going to maintain the same discipline I had as a player because I've seen what happens when you don't. So that's it to you from Jude, Barb. Great to be with you in Credit Ninja. I don't know if she's still here or not. She sent me a back channel, but great to be here. That's it from Jude, the discipline, because I see what happens when you don't. That's it from Jude.
Oh, I love it. And you can also say, and I see you, Tony, flashing. You can also say it, by doing it, the discipline you see when you do the, you know, you get the results. Tony, did you want to unmic and share? Oh, man, she gave me goosebumps with that. I absolutely love uh, Kobe Bryant. May he rest in peace and uh, God bless his family. Um, but <laughs> the truth is, uh, very early out, I really thought he was just the most arrogant person in the world until I really started paying attention to his work ethic, his drive. Um, and you couldn't deny that he's among the greatest basketball player ever to touch a basketball. Uh, so yeah, with that being said, Jude, I appreciate that, um, that, that, that take on, uh, your share rather. Uh, on so many different levels. But, you know, I often tell people, by the way, I'm Tony Campbell. I'm out of Houston, Texas, just to introduce myself to all the champs in here. Um, you know, I often say, uh, tell people you're accountable for your actions. You're only accountable for your actions. And I say that as an analogy to a bank account. We all want we all want to keep positive bank accounts and we all want tons of money in our bank account. However, if you're responsible and you're not maintaining accountability guess what happens that bank account can turn into a negative bank account and we don't want that because that cost is crazy it costs not to have money in your bank account so i suggest in every single thing you do in life whether it's your career whether it's your business your marriage uh your your, your uh, parenting keep your accounts positive because you're only accountable for that you know and when it comes to taking risk oh definitely keep that positive go at it as if you absolutely know that you will not fail why would i say that because you're not gonna fail if it doesn't work out in the way that you mean for it to work out guess what you get you win the thing called feedback failure is feedback so i just suggest each and every individual to um, be accountable for all that you do, all the risks that you take, and keep those accounts positive. Thank you so much for allowing me to share, Jude. I love you for that share that you've um, um, shared with us in regards to Kobe Bryant. Barbara, I love your energy. Uh, I come, you know, I come through very, very often, and I just really um, appreciate your contribution and all the champions in here. Thanks so much for having me, and uh, I'll land my plane with that. Yeah, thanks, Tony. I'm reading your bio. You're an epidemiologist? Yes, I am. <laughs> I mean, you sound like a, a motivational coach, a speaker. I, like, I, I'm like, I'm disconnecting here. I'm so grateful our paths have crossed. I'm going to have to, and you do fitness? Yes. Uh, so, so I wear a number of hats. I've, I've, I've been in radio for over 16 years. Okay, and... there we go. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense now, huh? <laughs> and did However, anybody else yeah, I'm like, like this is a radio I'm like, Tony, voice. that voice needs to be somewhere other than in a lab. Okay, continue. I'm very curious. Oh, no worries, no worries. Well, the common denominator is I'm at service to people, and that is my absolute passion. I feel that's my purpose. I was placed here to be some type of positive influence to each and every person that breathes oxygen. And I believe radio has groomed me into being better at um you know, uh, tapping in on health and wellness, which is like essential for each and every, I mean, you know, you can't, you can't build success. You can't build wealth if you don't have health. Um, and, you know, I'd like to tackle uh, 
those things from a mental, spiritual, and of course, physical standpoint. So with health and wellness, I'm able to tap in on that. I'm able to communicate more effectively to motivate because of radio and epidemiology just uh, places me in a larger scale in public health to help individuals who are dealing with um, infectious disease, to help individuals who's dealing with COVID. You know, I've been fighting COVID uh, for the past couple of years since uh, COVID uh, became a, a thing since the pandemic took place. I've been working with the city of Houston and the state of Texas uh, in that effort. So I'm just thankful to be able to use all the talents that he's blessed me with, all the ability, influences and such to uh, help others. Um, that's truly my passion. And I love, absolutely love what I do and the response from people who benefits from my service. I love it. Well, Tony, you uh, belong here on Clubhouse. Forget radio. You just found your new home. So. Oh, man, that, that means that means a lot coming from you, Bob. I really Funny. appreciate that. Right? I'm not wrong. On Mike, am I wrong? I'm like, what you're not wrong. Tony, no, you're not, not wrong. wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> Tony needs to start opening hot. some rooms. Yep. Tony, um, yep. We're going yep. to find you, follow you, all the things. And I, you, you're speaking my language. Um, as far as health goes, and it's interesting because I do have that, my, my link, my, the 90 day summer series pinned, because it's not about the body with when the commitment to working out every day. To me, I start there because when you move your body and move and get that oxygen flowing through your body and it boosts metabolism, it boosts the endorphins, it allows your body to process food better. I mean, just exercise alone really is, it just um, cascades over to in so many areas of our life. So people are like, well, do you, is this a nutrition thing? Is this a weight loss thing? I'm like, nope, all this is a life thing. This is about learning how to re rebuild confidence in yourself that you can set goals and follow through. And it's an accountability challenge. Um, and the body looking good, feeling good, being optimized through exercise is honestly the byproduct. So we speak the same language, Tony. This is the first of many Barb and Tony interactions. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. Right? That's I'm great. Just telling you. You so I'd love to I'm like so a gem. I'm, I'm a gem finder on here. We are, Barb. And I'd love to share something too on this Yeah, subject. go ahead, Sally. Because it's it's such a great subject. Um I think the more and I don't know how you feel about this, Barb, but I think the more I the less I knew myself, the less I sort of loved myself, the more I cared about what people thought. I feel like when I started really kind of transforming and getting to know myself and, and really doing the work to transform from all the childhood trauma and just really being open to going, okay, I need to, I need to go back and try to figure out why I'm so triggered by so many things or why I'm so bothered by so many people or why I take so much of what people say into heart and then it, it, it changes me, but not for the good. And family is the worst. Let me just say, I come from a Puerto Rican family and the Puerto Rican families are very judgy. Um, and we're constantly like, well, that's not good enough. And that's not good enough. So they, you know, my soul was pierced growing up. But the more I got to know myself and the more I sort of came into my own as a woman, as a confident woman, as someone that I knew who I was, the less I cared about what people thought because I knew who I was. So whatever they said about me was like, I know who I am. So your words don't affect me. So I think that's a powerful thing, knowing who we are and caring less about what people think, because to be honest, we're all going through stuff, right? And you kind of teach people how to treat you. So if you're teaching somebody that it's okay for them to 
gossip about you or make you feel a certain way or whatever it is, they're going to continue doing that. So I stand tall. I walk tall. I'm a very confident woman. And I really, I think that that then it's almost like a, like a shield of protection and people see that and I don't get as bothered as much, which is good. <laughs> and I think maybe it's because I don't care. I don't really pay attention because I'm living in my own fun adventure world, which I know you live in that fun adventure world as well, Barb. I'm a complete hedonist. Right now. I'm a You're total hedonist. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, let's go have fun. Like, you really are. You really like, are. And I, listen, I, yeah. I, I want to live in Barbara's world a little bit. Too. When <laughs> Next time you come to Los Angeles, girl, I will show you a good time. I know the best restaurants, the best clubs, the best salsa places. Like, so you come on to LA and let me, let me let you live in my little adventure world. And I'll come to New York and live in your adventure world. So I, love it. It. I, I love it. I love it. Uh, a hundred percent. And you said something, um, what did I write down? Oh my God. The, a judgy, you know, I think what you hit on, I think people need to really hear is that you came from a family of judges and that we don't realize that some of these narratives are embedded in the subconscious mind and how we view others is can be so toxic yes. because the truth is the lens to which you see the world is either going to bring in abundance or it's going to block abundance. And I talked about this. I, I spoke last weekend and these, this actually is perfect in alignment when I talk about, you know, assessing risks and moving from information to transformation, taking that understand like knowing that judgment is judgment was actually the first thing I talked about last weekend when I talked about moving from sabotage to success, moving from knowing to execution. I talk about judgment, which is, it's, it's always like, what, what is your time of judgment? We're, we want to learn how to deploy things so we can get things. But what we don't know and what we're not always conscious of that Sally is so important is that embedded in our subconscious mind by the way we've been raised can sometimes be very harsh criticism and judgment of others. And the way that we judge others, because when there's a finger pointing out into the universe, there are four fingers pointing back at us. And they are either gonna be opportunities for abundance or they are going to block abundance. And let me explain why. And let me use an example, and I used it here in Clubhouse last week, but I'm gonna use it again because it's super important. This month and all summer long, you guys are gonna be approached by somebody from Cutco Knives, okay? And if you're not, I don't know how you dodge that bullet. But, and I do, I have several Cutco Knives. I'm a big fan. But when these kids to come to approach you because they're all college kids that have been recruited by other college kids that are being trained by executives, who knows what. But they're gonna come at you and be like, hey, listen, do you mind if I do a sales a presentation for you? Like their job is to learn how to do presentations in front of adults that want to buy knives. It's like the old school vacuum cleaners that used to come to your door. Let me do a demonstration. And if I do a demonstration, hopefully you'll buy the knives. Now, this is where, this is what I want you to hear. They're either going to approach you and in your mind, you're either going to be like, that is so damn annoying. I do not need another set of knives. I, I have 87 scissors and that ice cream scooper is not my favorite anyway. You're either going to come in with a bad attitude or they're going to approach you 
for the 12th time this summer and you're going to say, wow, I'm really impressed that they're putting themselves out there. I know how hard it is to do cold call sales, to do presentations. And I know they have to take 75 no's before they're even going to get one yes for a presentation. I know they're working. So I know that they're hustling. Man, that guy's working hard. Man, how much courage do they have that they're putting it out there? Listen, I don't need a knife set today. I don't need scissors, but I just really applaud what you're doing. And I love Cucko. You know, you are going to say one of two things. Ew, I'm annoyed uh, or wow. Ew, I'm annoyed with that person or wow, that person is really hustling. I'm impressed. That is a decision that you get to make. How you judge that interaction is on you. And I bet you your instinct is embedded in the subconscious mind through your own experience that people have put upon you. But you can change that right now because when somebody approaches you and they're calling you, I'm not talking about these robocallers, these autobots, I'm talking about a human being that picks up the phone and is like, hey, Mrs., you know, I get, hey, Miss Majeski, you know, we, I got your number from Gabe. Really, and I'm like, you know, you could either be like, like, and I'm always like, oh my God, first of all, I love Cutco knives. But I want you to just take that story with you and realize that you're actually only hurting yourself. Because what you end up doing is that when you want to put yourself out there and you want to put out a reel and you want to try a new uh, endeavor or you want to put out new eBooks and you want to Maybe you want to write a book. Maybe you want to promote yourself as a fitness trainer on the on Reels and Instagram and TikTok and all the where everyone's making the, the big bucks. And you're like, oh my God, what is everyone going to think? And you know what? I'm just going to be annoying. The only reason why you're saying you're annoying is because you think everybody's annoying. It's how you judge others that stops or m- propels you forward, right? Do you guys understand what I'm saying with that? That's a decision that you can change within yourself that you might not realize that you're doing that is only impeding yourself. And the energy that you put out in the universe is the energy that you're getting back. So when those Cutco Knife kids call you, I hope that you take a conscious move from, oh, how annoying to, wow, that guy's really working hard. I don't need a knife set, but I appreciate and I value what they're doing. Is that landing for anybody? Yes, Barbara. Yes. Yes. Uh, landing with me. Uh, this is Gloria. And uh, you mentioned those cut coal knives. Um, my grandson uh, was a cut coal representative. And uh, he called me, said, Granny, I'd like to make a presentation. Are you available? I said, Yes, grandson, I am. Of course, he was a college student then. Uh, he recently graduated from Azusa uh, Pacific University with a, a bachelor's of degree in engineering. So he's an engineer. And um, I, we made an appointment, and he came. He made his presentation. First of all, I was impressed with the way he looked. I'm like, Nicholas, is that you? <laughs> I mean, he was all dressed up. He had his cut cold knife. He had his, his presentation Wait, hey Gloria, Gloria, yes, can yes, you yes. get can you get closer to the mic because this story is working for me, but okay. your mic is not. Okay, okay, let me get closer. Hold on just a second. Maybe closer or unspeakerphone or something because this is a good one. I want to hear this. Okay. There we go, Gloria. Bring it, bring it home. Okay, all right, sounds good. Okay, so uh, he had fine tuned his presentation. I mean, he was not reading from a paper, okay? He had 
he had his presentation together uh, to the point that I felt that he could sell his shirt off of his back. Okay, that's how good he was. Okay, he totally convinced me to buy the cut code knives. Uh, I own plenty of knives, but after that presentation, I could not resist. My grandson was looking so good, I didn't recognize my own grandson. I'm like, what? What is this? I mean, I was so fascinated with him. I was so impressed with him. I'm like, Nicholas, yes, yes, and yes, I will purchase Cutco knives. And that was an awesome presentation that you presented. And because of that, I'm going to refer you uh, to your aunt, Aunt Beverly. Uh, She will uh, make an appointment with you next. And and you just keep going on. He says, Granny, he says, I'm selling these cut cold knives left and right. He said, I really enjoyed this. I said, you know what, Nicholas? I never knew you had it in you. I never knew you had it in you to sell, period. You're an engineer, okay? And he said, but Granny, you know, this is good extra money for me. And he said, I enjoyed doing it. And he said, thank you for giving me your time. And I appreciate the sale. And this is Gloria, and I'm landing this plane. Thank you, Gloria. I love that. And the mic switch was perfect. Um, uh, yes, listen, I'm a door-to-door sales girl at heart. So I'm a big advocate where, you know, put your kids in that position to work on straight commission. They're going to learn. They're going to build muscles that you can't build anywhere else. You can't buy them at Barnes & Noble. You can't you know, order these muscles off the internet. You're not getting them at Stanford. And these are the muscles of persistence, resiliency, tenacity, you know, uh, you know, all these great muscles. So I, I feel like I'm always selling these Cutco knives and I'm not, I don't even, my son is not selling them, but um, thank you, Gloria. I appreciate that. I'm going to wrap up this entire conversation and organize it because we uh, kind of bounced around, but you know, this is Susie's hour and I was just taking over. Um, But we were really talking about moving from information to transformation by doing the things, by focusing on and getting into that nitty gritty of of not just making the purchases, but doing the things. And we addressed some things that maybe stop us. Number one, taking the risk, getting uncomfortable. Uh, You know, whenever we want to transform, we've got to get uncomfortable and we've got to be consistent because the only thing that leads to outcomes is without commitment, you'll never start. And without consistency, you'll never finish. So that's number one. Number two was judgment that we just talked about, which I think is so critical that you really look at how you, the energy that you put out into the universe. And Sally, I think you made a a point that everyone can really identify with is that we are taught to judge things by the you know the, the our caregivers and it is not always in our best interest that we sit there on judgment and if we can come in with compassion understanding you know just this more this love than this um perception of like good or bad evil right wrong uh, the way we're going to navigate this universe is so much higher trust me on this just let it go and the last thing that i want to talk about is time is that you know the buddha says it best is that everybody thinks we have all this endless time and we don't and we time is our most valuable commodity and i don't know i didn't hit on it through this hour but it was the last of my three components that i think are really important in moving into transformation 
information is the time is now progress over perfection. You are not supposed to do things right the first time. It is supposed to be awful. You're supposed to be terrible when you swing at that ball at the, the first time. You are not supposed to be good, but you're supposed to get in the arena and you're supposed to take the shot. And you've got to get comfortable with being a little uncomfortable and being it, not being proficient, being okay with not being excellent. And that proficiency just takes time and time. Everybody starts at zero. Everybody starts with, I've never done this before. Every single person starts with, I've never done this before. And then some people stop right there because it's uncomfortable and they didn't do well. And other people were like, well, I'll never be as bad as I was the first time. So those are the three components that I believe are imperative moving into transformation is understanding, um, you know, those three aspects, taking risks, mitigating judgment and uh, taking advantage of time. I'm a move fast and break things kind of girl. It's progress over perfection. And you guys can all make great decisions today because we had this great, amazing hour. And you know me, I begin on time. I end on time. I am Barbara Majeski. Make sure you follow me on Instagram. If you have any feedback, just DM me on Instagram. Um, my clubhouse DMs are a little jammed up right now and they move a little slow, but I always try to read what you guys say. Uh Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.